<laughs> hey, hey, we're back after how many? Two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks off of Christmas holidays. We are back. Uh, we're happy to be back in a way, I guess you could say. Yep. Only crappy part about being back, we got to go back to work as well. Yep. Uh, I'm back to work tomorrow, which is yep. Tuesday. And Bush, today, you went back to work. Yeah, we went back to work today. It's odd, but we did our job. After two weeks off and you gaining like eight pounds, did you wear sweats to work? I'd say eighteen pounds, and I was I haven't I haven't took off my sweats. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, wore, I wore sweats and, and slippers, gray sweats, <laughs> gray sweats, and he made sure he walked towards. <laughs> yeah, episode sixty-eight. So okay. welcome. Thank you for joining us today in this cold winter month of January. Yes. 2023. So welcome to uh, Res Hockey. I'm Trev. And with me as always is uh, Mr. Dennis Bush Major. So what's no. up? Um, Hi. I'm... Uh... I got a little issues with the with the World Juniors, but we can get to that later. Yeah, we'll get that to that yep. later. Uh, but other uh, than that, I'm doing well to answer your question. How was your Christmas holidays? Christmas holidays is great. It means who did uh, a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of this and that. It was nice to relax with her. Did you wear pants? Yeah. Well, not jeans. I wore sweatpants and uh, pajamas and, and my house coat most of the days. <laughs> When you uh, go to town and you wear your town jeans, when you get home, do you wear <laughs> jeans like for the rest of the day, or do you just do you go put on your pajama pants and sweats and right away, or, or you just sit at <laughs> home with jeans? You watch me. You watch me in my house too many times, I guess. Yeah, I drove by too many times. <laughs> oh, I, I tell so you know I'm taking the jeans off. I'm putting oh, back same here, man. on. Yeah, I can't sit sit and watch TV with jeans on. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's a different atmosphere, especially when you wear skinny jeans. I'm sure eh? you gotta <laughs> take them off. Or what did I say? By tear away jeans, <laughs> tear away <laughs> jeans made by Adidas. Oh, excuse me. I wonder why those pants haven't come back in style. Like a lot of the '90s uh, fashion is coming back, but you don't see the tear away Adidas pants. Those track pants, or yeah. even the. Uh... Even the acid wash and stone wash jeans. Hey, hey, I'd wear a pair of those. <laughs> you should uh, get some bleach and just get a spray bottle and spray them on your Wrangler <laughs> jeans or your uh, George jeans just for practice. <laughs> How come your head to cheat? You got bugs? Bugs? I don't know. Just dry scalp. Just as long as you're not squeezing your fingers after. Uh, you're scratching your head like like you're popping the little <laughs> the nets. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, episode 68, uh, our guest for this episode. He is from Fort McMurray. He was named the 27th best player in history of the WHL. A uh, couple years ago, the WHL did a top 50 list of greatest players and he made number 27 he played for the toronto maple Leafs, vancouver canucks uh, prince mm-hmm. of the raiders and he played a number of years in switzerland and germany our guest for episode 68 is mr dan hodgson really nice guy i mean damn it just think of all the players that played in the whl there's gonna yeah. be what tens of thousands do you think has to Crawl, be, right? easily yeah there's probably a thousand players now and just think times what 40 50 years that league has been in existence mm-hmm. so there has to be over what fifty thousand players that played in that league yeah and he was rated number 27 it's just that's crazy to show you how good he was back mm-hmm. back in his playing days uh, just looking at his stats, his uh, first year with Prince Albert Raiders, he scored 130 points. His oh. second year with Prince Albert Raiders, he scored 181 points. In his last and final year, 182 points. 
So that's like that's crazy. That's over four hundred, almost five hundred points in three years. So yeah, you better be ready. That's some unreal stat. Like one hundred nineteen point, one hundred nineteen assists in sixty six games. That's yeah. almost two assists a game. Like holy jeez. So yeah, Dan, super nice guy. Had a fun time uh, talking with him this afternoon. That's great. Unfortunately, Bush wasn't able to join us in the interview. He had to work. So no, it's at work. I had uh, financial obligations. He was watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah awesome interview and our uh, interview with them will be later in the show uh three three right now between canada and slovakia 34 seconds left. oh really and there's a penalty is there a penalty oh for slovakia so canada has a power play with 34 seconds give the puck oh. to uh what's his name that young kid connor connor mr bedard bedard yeah Unreal shot that kid has, eh? Like yeah. he doesn't have the, doesn't look like he can have a really good shot. What he's 160 pounds soaking wet, but yeah. holy man, he could release that puck. So yeah, Canada's is on the power play right now. So hopefully they score within the 34 seconds. I think they're on the ropes right now. Three three, and the winner of this game plays the U.S. So that's going to be yeah. a big big semifinal game. So, because uh, of the week, because of the week for episode 68. It's Miss Tegan Whitehead. She is 10 years old, and she is from... Where is she from, Bush? She's from the Tunaha First Nation. In beautiful BC. I think I said that, right? Sounded right. Tunaha, yeah. Uh, She's averaging two to three goals a game, so uh, congrats on your scoring, and good luck. And uh, the rest of your season, uh, hope yeah. you are, are continue to score. Uh, Bush scores that much in old timers, so and that says a lot. So, thanks, Tegan. Uh, and she was uh, recommended by her mom. So, thanks, mom, for uh, recommending Tegan to be because uh, of the week. Uh, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for episode sixty eight? So sixty eight. No. <laughs> yeah me neither uh just a shout out to all our uh all our listeners and thank you for an awesome yep. 2022 and uh can thank uh just want to give you a thanks in advance for listening to us again and hanging out with us while we do the podcast and we appreciate yeah. you guys so much and uh good thing about this podcast is we get to meet a lot of cool people and uh we met a lot of cool and nice people throughout the year and just thank you and Continue hey, hey, one second here. I got to do something. Uh-oh. He's got to do something. Wonder what he's doing. He got up and left his computer. Uh, he's He was... He did have a robe on. Uh, I have no idea what he's doing. So, like I was saying, like we met so many great people um, all over the country and some listeners in Europe and the U.S. and uh, we message them quite a bit, and they Sorry. message us to let us know how they're doing. I apologize to my loyal listeners. I had to check some out real quick here. What, what is it still there? Yeah. Err. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's what I miss. Uh, we're just talking about shutouts. Just, okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, World Juniors. Uh, World Juniors is a big tradition. Yes. Uh, Boxing Day tradition, I guess you could say, from Boxing Day to the 5th of January. The 5th of January has always been a big part of Canadian Canadian traditions, I guess. Um, Have you been watching the World Juniors? No. I'll explain. I do, and I... I, uh, It was exciting when... um, they, they weren't blowouts. Yeah. It was, it was exciting when uh, you didn't know that Canada was going to win or U.S. was going to win. Like after the first period, you, you didn't know that uh, Canada was going to win 9-1 or USA was going to beat Germany 11-1. Like it was it was nice way, way, way back. I think what, I think, well, 
it's my humble opinion, but it's nice to see. Uh, I'm gonna here's a little stitch coming and a little uh, fight coming on for me, but it's nice to see Canada get beat. Is and it's nice to see that other countries are catching up, and it's nice to see that Canada is no longer the given powerhouse gold medal game. I like it. It's nice. So what, what it's you, like it's very humbling. It's nice for like uh, Latvia and like Germany. Then like some of those the lower tier teams. What should they do? Should they have like? Should they just have instead of how many teams in each division? There's, There's like five. Uh, five, I think. Yeah. Should they did just be four? I mean, yeah. Well, because. Who it's is it? It's not fun to win to lose eleven no. one and twelve nothing. No, it's not. But that being said, when Canada did the the drive for five, not once did they ever blow out teams in the semifinals and five. Like they had to work and work and work for the for their medals. It was nice. It's not, it's now yeah like Canada, you know they're tied right now going to the quarterfinals like. Like in that and that record that Connor Bedard broke, like if that he's gonna say that, and a lot of people will agree that that's all for nothing because they didn't, he didn't, they didn't place. Does the record really? Is it really gonna mean something? Because when they blew out what Latvia, he got seven points against yeah. a lot yeah, of tier team. <laughs> so, is that should he get the the same? Recognition as Eric Lindros and like yeah. a few, well, same for Peter Forsberg when he got that thirty-one points. <laughs> yeah, they played like either China and they and he got like fourteen points that game. <laughs> yeah, so half his points was just from the one game where they totally dominated China <laughs> yeah. or Japan. Slovak, like it was nice. Yeah, that's another and. You notice there was two good clean hits that got called for major penalties. Yeah. What do you think about the roughing then? It's totally different compared to North yeah. America, right? The, that IIHF is totally it's mm-hmm. is it too soft to the point where you can hit or you're think, scared to hit? I think uh they're gonna follow through with the checks. I don't think those international refs are used to seeing uh these junior players hit, hit, hit each other so hard. Like if you take these international refs and, and put them in a WHL or, or, or an OHL playoff game, they would, they would be hard pressed to call any penalties for roughing or anything like that, because these guys hit and they hit the hurt. Just and imagine. they're just, they're just playing their own game when they play in these, in these tournaments. And yeah, so just imagine if Jordan Tutu played in today's game and yeah. today's world juniors, that guy would be in the box like mm-hmm. half the game because the hits he did back back in the day would be considered illegal. Yeah, he did. He didn't hit. He destroyed people. Like he, <laughs> I would he probably put, be he, he, yeah. one who, if I had the puck and I seen him coming, I would totally dump it and just turtle. Or <laughs> I wouldn't want to be run by that guy. I wouldn't even go on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> or I just or if line up for phase off, I would just when the puck would go, I'd go off for a change. Yeah, that's I got common sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the reference really. I mean, nothing against Europeans. We're not I'm not picking on them, but it's no. more European refs than North American refs that are really yeah. calling these bad hits and these bad penalties. Like that one Canadian got a five minute major for hitting to the head and that was yeah I know and it wasn't even contact to the head. No, it's so but that's I guess Canadians should be used to that. I mean I'm sure the coaches before the tournament they should be aware and aware and properly of it, yeah. addressed. Yeah exactly so listen I know you guys want to hit but keep your hands down and Aim for aim for the shoulders and ribs. Uh, do, you, do you think Canada is going to win the finals? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, you obviously want them to win, but if they, they win against Slovakia, which is in overtime right now, they're gonna have a hard time with the U.S. Yeah, absolutely, they will. 
that's a tough one. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Next week we'll uh, we'll, we'll see, see tonight. Yeah. yeah, we'll see tonight if Canada advances. Yeah. Uh, what about the Spengler Cup? Do you Ooh. watch the Spengler Cup? I Which did is- in years years past. I I haven't watched uh, in, the, in the last I'd say five six years. I just I just haven't. I think the best part of this year is like the Spangler Cup. You wake up nine, first games at nine, then the second games at say around noon time. So get up, watch the Spangler Cup. Then you got the World Juniors. Yeah, I mean, with them being in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, it was perfect timing that you can watch two different tournaments in one day. Then you got your NHL games too. So it was the two weeks I really enjoyed just catching up on hockey and. Oh, Canada just got robbed. What is it? It's three on three. Yeah. We had three on three on Thursday night hockey. Oh, man. (laughs) It was so hard. I don't know how these guys, well, these guys are are only on the ice one a minute, 40 seconds to a minute a ship, but that was hard. (laughs) Three on three (laughs) hockey for scrub. Oh, I wouldn't recommend it. If you guys are gonna sh- oh. say you're gonna show up to an ice time, a scrub ice time, show up. Don't uh, yeah. don't bail and ditch your uh, your buddies because the less guys there are, the harder the skate is, especially during the Christmas holidays. <laughs> and if you're injured and hurt, show up anyways. FYI, <laughs> <laughs> Bush is hurt with a shoulder injury still. So, got... so. He's still yeah, rotator cuff is just—it's just giving me grief, man. Is it I, your I, left arm it. or right arm? My left arm. Oh, so you're still able to wipe, okay? I was worried it was going to be your right arm. I was like, how is Bush going to uh, wipe? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you able to sleep on it? And like, no, it's uh. Every time I move on it, I shift in my sleep. It wakes me up. How, do you go get it? Did you get it checked out? Or? Yeah, I one got it checked the day after I, I I heard it really bad. Um, I called the nurse practitioner at, at eight in the morning, and they able to get me in uh, uh, at like noon that day. So it was really awesome. So I got in. Did they did my assessment? Then they uh, did me. Did an X-ray that day, and then I went to a sports doctor like the day after. I'm in physio on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. So how much how much longer are you out on the hockey? shelf? Yeah. Um, I think uh, I don't know. At least next week. Are you gonna wear shoulder pads when you come back? Well, it, I didn't get bruised. I I yanked on. I I uh, strained it. Yanked. What are you yanking on? <laughs> My warrior stick, 90, 95 flex, I think. Your, uh, I think it is. Your Bozak stick? Tyler Bozak stick, yeah. See what happens <laughs> when you don't use your wind well? You get hurt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the wind well. I'm still waiting for that. To, we should. I got to do a draw on that, eh? Yeah, we got to do a draw. Unless, uh, the well, yeah, the winner of our draw that we did was yeah. uh, Miss Taylor Tom. Taylor was... Uh, not to be confused show. with Taylor Hall. Yes, I call her Taylor Hall. So I, <laughs> yeah, you did by accident. So every time I see her now, I call her Taylor Hall. Uh, Taylor was episode two three. or no episode was it episode two or three. She was our guest for episode two. I'm pretty sure. So, and she's uh, going to school in Thunder Bay to be a doctor. What do you call? What kind of school do you call that? I got. Like med school. Med school. Yes, I that's she's right. Going for, uh, wasn't she going for, well, she's going in the medical field, but I thought maybe, she, I thought she was just going to be a registered nurse. No, she did oh, her nursing. Well, not not she just did her, nurse. She did her nursing school when she was playing uh, hockey in oh, okay. Vermont. So now she's going to be a doctor. Oh, excellent. Which is, which is awesome. So, yeah, yeah, we still got to give Taylor some merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Is she, is she right-handed? Do you know? Yeah, she's right handed. Yes, you should give her your Taylor. Are, are you right handed? Okay, cool. <laughs> we we should tell her, hey, we got a stick for you. Uh we'll sponsor you for oh, a guess who just well, we scored. Really? Yeah. We'll uh tell Taylor that we'll sponsor her for a uh 
a hockey tournament for a res tournament and we'll say you got and for that you gotta use uh a windwell stick <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you gotta post it on Insta, uh, social media oh bedard is unreal If you're an NHL team, would you would you really shit the shit the shit the bed for the rest of the season <laughs> to get him to pick him first overall? Oh man. I mean like teams like Philadelphia or Montreal, like well, what do you do? This kid's unreal. Like you have to crap the bed for the rest of the year if you want to get in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Hmm. You know, I just saw the replay. They're, they were all right-handers on, for Team Canada out in the ice. So let's hope for me and you, Trev. We, there's still a chance. There's still maybe, a chance. Maybe I should yeah. use your windwall stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canada-US, uh, that's going to be a big yeah. game. When is that, tomorrow night? No, Wednesday. Wednesday night, okay. Um. See, what... what and well, I say that it's a tragic, it, it's it's sad and happy. You see both emotions because when number one, you see Canada advancing, and unfortunately, there's got to be a loser with an overtime game. So that sucks. I, I, I was there in Montreal when Canada lost to the U.S. in a shootout. Man, uh, that was that was surreal. That was a pretty amazing experience. That's nerve wracking. I can't even. Yeah. I'd be so nervous. Uh, in the stands if i saw a shooter like that oh it was it was awful like my heart rate my anxiety everything was just through the roof i was just i couldn't breathe for properly i was hyperventilating i was like i was going to throw up <laughs> and i was just a fan <laughs> imagine i could imagine the goalie or or any of the shooters holy geez but Dar just dangled through the whole team and the goalie yeah wow. you imagine being uh the fifth shooter and you need to score to tie the game could you imagine what your heart rate is at that at that second when you when you when you cross center ice and grab the puck you're like okay oh. no kidding i would but, not shoot high on a shootout goal on a no. shootout attempt like that because i i would rather shoot at the goalie and try to get it in other than going in there shoot high and miss the net mm-hmm. at least get a a shot yeah. on goal to see if the puck will trickle in so cuz you think cuz you think do you think uh say a player like Bedard, do you think they know their move right away, or do you think they're they're second guessing themselves with uh, every stride? Like, okay, four back, no, four, and always give me this, give me that. Oh, oh, and yeah, it's hard to say. I guess you got to watch a lot of tape on him, I guess, yeah. right? But most of the time, he's a shooter, though. He has such yeah. a good shot. Why, why Deke when you could just beat him clean with your shot? He has a dirty snapper. I know they uh, there's a they showed a. <laughs> <laughs> just let me clarify that they showed a one, the, one of those goals against uh Chechia. They they showed the flex on his on his uh wrister. It looked like uh, it looked look like it was a LT flex of when he remember when he used a 50 flex that one day for for a whole year. He used a, a true stick and it was like a 55 flex and he put like a, a and, he, stick. and he put like a foot plug in there to make it like a 40 flex and he still <laughs> used it all year and this guy's like 300 pounds <laughs> come on now i think he's lost weight i think he's 280 yeah 295 <laughs> yeah we'll give him that yeah all right guys let's uh yes <laughs> head on that note. over on the yeah on that note let's head over to our interview with mr dan hutch and let's go okay <laughs> Hey, Res Hockey would like to introduce our guest for episode number 68. He hails from Fort McMurray. Uh, Res Hockey would like to intro- introduce you our guest, Mr. Dan Hodgson. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thanks, Trevor. Happy to be here. Uh, you played junior for the Prince Albert Raiders at the WHL. How was your experience playing in Prince Albert? Well, my experience in Prince Albert is like uh, double-edged. Uh, we came into the league when I was 17, but we came in from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League at that time. And Prince Albert was uh, winning Centennial Cups almost every year. But So they decided to move up into the Western League. 
and they ended up buying the uh, the 50 man protected list, 50 player protected list at that time from the Spokane Flyers, which I and the nucleus of our Memorial Cup team happened to be on as we were all younger guys, uh, 17, 16, and 15 at that time. But uh, to go to a place like Prince Albert with the winning tradition that they had and, uh, and the, the hockey culture that was there was, was a blessing for me to, uh, to be a part of that. Uh, the Raiders won the Memorial Cup while you were there. How, how was that? Oh, to win that Memorial Cup in Prince Albert was, uh, was an unbelievable uh, a feat, I'd say. Like, you know, we came out of, like I said, we were an expansion club just three years before that. And it was unheard of at that time for an expansion team to, to win the cup, let alone in the small time frame that we did it in, in the three years. Um, yeah, to, to, uh, to carry to Prince Albert to that was, uh, was, was something else. Um, it, it, you know, we thought we might have been building a little bit of a dynasty there too. And as it turned out, you know, in, in junior hockey, you can never really uh, see into the crystal ball as they've never really been. Well, they've been back once since, but never won it again. So still quite proud of that uh, Memorial Cup championship for sure. Uh, a couple of years ago, the WHL came out with a list of the 50th greatest players of all time. And you happened to crack that list. Uh, you were, you're at 27. How special is it to be named the top 50 one of the top 50 players of all time in the dub. <laughs> Those numbers, uh, Oops, I was pretty, pretty honored to say the least. Uh, it, sh- it, it, it showed, you know, I was happy for my parents, my family, my hometown. Um, that, you know, that all your hard work paid off and it, 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 sh- it showed for something and to have like an all time honor like that. And if you look at the players who are on that list, it's, uh, it's almost humbling to say the least to, to be a part of that group. You know, there's some really great guys out, out of the Western league that, that, that went on to play big time pro careers, like Kerry Price, Brian Trottier, Reggie Leach, you know, and, and these are also uh, indigenous players like myself too. So that's, a, it really honored me and humbled me. Uh this time of the year is always uh, popular with the World Juniors. You represented Canada at the World Juniors in 85. How was it playing for Team Canada? Uh, playing for Team Canada was another... Uh, I actually played two years, uh, 84 and 85. I was the only returning player from that 84 oh. team on the 85 gold medal team. Um, you know, anytime you hear it all the time, anytime you can wear a, a Canada on your sweater... It doesn't matter what tournament it is. You can be playing Pee Wee or you can be playing uh, in the Olympics. It's another feeling when you, you know, it's like you're honoring your country. You're you're playing for everybody involved in your whole country. And it's another experience even to put that uh, Canadian jersey on. And then you can think about all the players who weren't before. And uh, it's, it's really special. Uh, probably one of the highlights of my whole career was whenever I could wear a Canadian Team Canada jersey. Uh, you were drafted by the my favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and spent some time with the Leafs and Vancouver Connect. How was your time in, uh, playing in the best league in the world, I guess you could say? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it was <laughs> it was great. It, it was great because that's that's every kid's uh, goal, every kid's dream. You know, growing up, you, you dream of playing in the NHL. That's, that's the major one. And, uh, yeah, to be drafted, first of all, was, 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 a, was a great thrill, you know, then to be drafted by Toronto, that was another, that's another thing because Toronto is such a, well, Toronto's Toronto. It's probably the biggest market going out there. You know, Toronto, you think, you think New York, you think Chicago, you think original six and with all the, uh, the history involved there. Yeah. And then to become a leaf. Uh, yeah. Back to putting on a Jersey, you put on the Toronto Maple Leaf Jersey, <laughs> That, that's another feeling in itself, too, knowing all, like I said, the history involved there and all the great players that came before you and all the cups that they've won, albeit they haven't won in a long, long time. But still, <laughs> still there's a lot of history there. <laughs> yeah, no, so it was a real thrill to play for the Leafs, for sure.
Um, how was your how was it playing for Vancouver Canucks, another another Canadian city? Yeah, um, it was a, a different different feeling playing for Vancouver than than Toronto. Um, the atmosphere, the, the the feeling around the ice, the rink, and the games and stuff is a little different feeling on the West Coast than it was downtown Toronto. At that time, it was Maple Leaf Gardens, and uh, you know you could feel electricity in the air and stuff like that. But in Vancouver, it was different. Uh, we weren't drawing that, that well, but playing for the Canucks and, and all the tradition there too, uh, you're, 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 you're still in the NHL and, and it, and it's great. It was great to be there too. We, we had, we, we had a lot of great players there too. And, uh, yeah, just to be in the NHL, it, 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 it was a thrill and it, it was an honor. Is there any one player that while you were playing against, you were sitting on the bench. I was like, wow, this guy's so good. <laughs> like, was there a player that you could just sit there and watch? Well, yeah. In, in, in my era, there was actually two players that I basically two that I would do that for. And that was uh, Gretzky and Lemieux. Pretty much. I would watch them every time they would be on the ice. And a lot of times I was actually on the ice with them. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I had to watch them, but uh, yeah, no, these two really stood out. And well, you can see everyone's seen what they've done in their careers and, you know, with the cups and all the records that they've done, you, you sometimes you just get players that are more special than others. And, and these, these two for, for different reasons, you know, Wayne being a little bit more slight of build, Mario being six foot four, two, two thirty, two twenty five, And, you know, they play two different games in their in their body structure sizes, but uh, but the results were almost identical. You know, they're going two, three goals a game, three assists, and and they just got there in different ways. But they got there, and yeah, a guy could a person could really learn a lot just by watching them for sure, which I did. After Vancouver, you went to Europe, where you played in Germany and Switzerland. How was it playing in Europe? Well, playing in Europe was really great, actually. I really enjoyed it there. Um, being a slight build myself, you know, five foot ten, one seventy five, and and like a playmaker, goal scorer type of uh, uh, game, it it really fit my game a lot over there. A lot of skating, uh, hitting was less. Smaller players, bigger ice. Um, I was really happy to be over there. Actually, I I kind of thrived in that atmosphere and lots of ice time. You know, being an import. You get you get a lot of ice time, whereas maybe in the NHL I wasn't getting that much. So it's harder to uh, to do what you want to do, say to to play how you want to play. It's a it's a, it's it's nicer to play when you're used to a lot of ice time. You you, you get used to that and you you play better, I'd say. And um, you know, in my NHL career, the ice wasn't really there where I'd like. And then when I got to Europe. Uh, you know, I'm playing upwards of uh, 25 minutes a game, and uh, yeah, and and so you're in it. You're back to where you were uh, feeling more comfortable out there at all times. But but to play over there, it was it's great hockey, as you can see now with all the high draft picks coming out of Switzerland. Uh, the hockey is actually really, really uh, that the the caliber is really high, really high. Away from the ice while you were in Switzerland, how was it living in such a like? I've never been to Switzerland, but you see a lot of pictures and whatnot, and it's really beautiful, all the mountains and the Alps and whatnot. So, how was it away from the ice in Switzerland? That's a that's a good question, Trevor. Um, being away from the ice, honestly, if you can imagine, it's almost like you're thinking you're on a holiday without being on a holiday. <laughs> It's, you, you know, you have a job to do playing hockey, but then when you get out of the rink and you take a drive around and you're just like, you're saying like you, I'm driving around and I just look over here to my left and there's the Alps and I'm going like, holy moly, this is where I live now. And, 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 you know, then you're seeing people skiing, you're seeing all these types of activities and, and the beautiful scenery and like everywhere you go, it's, it's really beautiful. Like, uh, like taking even uh, road trips to games, I'd be just staring out the window most of the time, just <laughs> just like just, just thinking how beautiful it all was, and 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 uh, wishing my family could see the things that I was seeing at that moment. You know, being back here in Canada, uh, the Spangler Cup. It's a big tournament during the Christmas holidays in Switzerland, especially in Davos, where 
they're the host town. Um, how was it playing in such a? I I I think I love that tournament. How was it playing in such a big tournament like that? Oh, it was great actually, and uh, I was fortunate enough. I was playing for Davos five years, and so I ended up playing in the Spangler Cup eight years, uh, being being uh, lucky enough to win it once with Team Canada my final season, which uh, I ac actually happened to to win. Uh, uh, all-star centerman too. So that was like, so now I had the team Canada Jersey on back to that and then, uh, playing so well and winning the, uh, the tournament and then being, being named the all-star centerman was, was a great way for me to retire from that thing. But that tournament, it's, it, it's, it's really hard to explain to Canadians how, how big that tournament is and what it means to Davos and actually to Switzerland. And, uh, the atmosphere there it's it's indescribable it's uh it, it's another it's a real another thing uh you don't see anything like that in canada uh but with the fans and the, like from all different countries and and uh, how the fans participate in the game with their singing their chants and their drums and all this and and jumping up and down for the whole game it's like a little bit of a soccer atmosphere but it's it's great and uh, that's what they're used to and that's how it is and it, it, it's it's actually beautiful uh, the teams in Europe are known for having sponsors on the jersey equipment. Uh, are you a fan of that? Like the sponsors on the equipment and the jerseys? I I am a fan of that because I understand what it's what it's for, yeah. what it's involved in. Um, you're seeing slowly now, which I predicted about uh, 15, 20 years ago, that it, that that it will come to the NHL too. Because all it is is sponsorship, and sponsorship leads to sponsorship dollars. Yeah, and and dollars are, are what makes this whole game go around. And then, uh, well, it's no different than the boards. You know, you look twenty years ago, there was no advertising on boards, and then they came on the boards in the NHL. Now, and now it's coming to the helmets in the NHL. And now, every now and then, you you see the odd little one on a jersey, but. I think sooner than later, that whole jersey is going to be uh, filled up, sort of like they are in Europe, because the European dollar, it, it's the teams are structured differently. Trevor uh, over there, it's more of a community type of a thing where you don't have one owner per se who's who fit who you know foots the whole bill. Over there, without the community and the structure, like the Spang uh, Davos Hockey Club probably couldn't play in the highest league without the Spangler Cup without all the money that it generates during that one week tournament, it's that high with all wow. the sponsorship. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, the sponsors because without it, you wouldn't have the game over there. And, and even here, but the way salaries are going over here, <laughs> I, that, that's, that's why, that's why you're going to start seeing these jerseys getting filled up pretty soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned you were a playmaker scorer back back in your day, um, and the game being totally different how it was, the clutching and grabbing back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, how do you think if you were playing in today's game where it was just it's all it's all speed, it's all skating and more finesse? How do you think you would be playing in today's game? I think my game probably is more suited to today's game. Than it than it was back then, like you said, like you know, yeah. we have there's a there's a lot of big, big, big guys, and and the game was uh, lots of clutching and grabbing. I I still look at old tapes from the eighties, and <laughs> <laughs> I I could count about twenty eight penalties with before the first period's over. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't much room to move out there sometimes, especially with these big guys holding on you and and stuff like that. And uh, today, with all the room they have. And you know, with all the the stick calls, that the, the the hooking, the tripping, the slashing, and any of these things that's taken away, uh, I think a, a player that played uh, the way I played probably would have thrived in this. Uh, the wood sticks. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot of chops back back in the day with the wooden sticks. Did it hurt getting out, still yeah. pulling splinters out of my arm? <laughs> Did it hurt getting slashed with like wooden sticks with, with guys wanting just to take your arms off? <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't matter what type of stick it hurt. My mom's wooden spoon hurt too. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, most definitely getting slashed over your wrist was wasn't any fun anywhere from any type of stick. <laughs> uh, are you still involved in the game today? Uh, no, not so much. Uh, oh. No, I, I was coaching for a while here in Alberta a couple of years back. Uh, we won the Provincials, our, our M15 team out of Fort Saskatchewan. But it was taking so much time that uh, I could either make a step. If you're going to put that much time into it, I thought take a step to pro or take a break because it, it really takes a lot of time if you want to do it right and help yeah. these young younger uh, like the kids develop, which I did. And I wanted to see them, you know, uh, get better and, and, and find the, find their own game. And, uh, so, and it took a lot of time. Um, but I enjoyed my time doing it. I enjoy helping the youth. I really do. I I've, I've also been a part of, uh, um, last year we were doing, uh, trips into Saskatchewan and we were going on to a few reservations and we were playing and, uh, like, you know, uh, charity events, and, and, you know, talking to the youths in, in, uh, in the gymnasium settings and, you know, having questions and answer periods with them. And it was so nice to see how thrilled they were and, and, and uh, how open they were to us. And, and, and we were giving back in that, in that way. Um, it, it was great to see that. I really enjoyed that, like giving back to, to the youth and stuff like that, especially on, on, on our reservations and stuff like that. Advice. What advice would you give young players moving up, to, coming up through the ranks? Uh, I would say, you know, it all starts with hard work, determination. You're going to hear these words a lot, but you're going to hear these words a lot in any in, in any aspect of life. I believe, you know, you you gotta you, you gotta want it. You gotta know what you want. You gotta work hard. You got to be determined. Uh, you, you can't be distracted, you know, in this life now with so many distractions, like right from the iPhone, right on out to anything. Uh, you can't be distracted. And that goes back to, you know, setting your goals and, 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 and working as hard as you can to follow through on them. I think that's very important is your goals and, and, uh, and sticking to it because not everybody has the same goals as you. And so you got to be careful with the people you hang around with. I would really say that. And I honestly mean it. You're going to become, uh, chances are you're going to become who, who the, the group of people that you hang around with or they hang around with you. So you got to be careful about a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, keep your nose clean. You know, like there, there's so many people who want to get better at so many things in life. Uh to be a good person, work hard, you know, have total respect, not only for, for hockey, and, but respect for your, your, you know, your family, your elders, your, 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 uh, anybody, your friends. And I think you can go a lot of places with that. Respect's a big word. Hey, before we let you go, we always finish our interviews with, uh, rapid questions called five rapid niche questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> Question number one, baked or fried bannock? Baked. Number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? No. Number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? Not live. <laughs> Number four, uh, Bannock Burger or Indian Taco? Indian Taco. Fifth and last question, can you jig? Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 all right thanks dan uh for coming on the show we really appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show and talking some hockey with us uh, i really appreciate you having me on trevor thanks so much and wish right. everybody there happy new year thanks uh same for you happy new year and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again all right thank you trevor. Right. take care yeah you too hi guys welcome back from the interview with dan uh Really good interview with Dan. He's uh, he really knows his stuff. He really gave some good advice towards uh, the young, the young youth. So, youth that are listening, uh, uh, what do I say? Listen to him. Uh, take his 
advice. Heed his advice. Yes, that's what I was looking for. So yeah. that's awesome. Uh, this week's uh, Res Hockey Top 5. Top 5 Indigenous Métis Inuit players that played for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Since Bush did his uh, top five favorite Christmas movies two weeks ago, <laughs> we th- I thought mm. I'd uh, would do uh, since the World Juniors mm-hmm. is still happening, thought I'd do the top five Canadian Team Canada players that who are Indigenous Métis Inuits. Okay, number five, uh, he played in uh, two thousand three for Team Canada. We mentioned. Mentioned him earlier in the show, Mr. Jordan Tutu, number 22. Um, he didn't put much stats up on the uh, as in assist goals and points, but he sure set the tone with all his monster hits and really set the tone for Team Canada with his uh, his big hits. Uh, number four is Mr. Everett Sunny Pass from. Big Cove, Ellipsituk, First Nation. <laughs> uh, Everett was on Team Canada in 1987 when they had that big, uh, that big brawl. The big brawl. Uh, Everett was on the ice when it started, and he uh, he didn't back down. He he went uh, full force, swinging like there was no tomorrow against the Russians. Uh-uh. So Everett's number four. Uh, number three is Kyle Chipchura. Ch- uh, Kyle, Kyle he's a uh, Métis, and he was on the 2016 where he was captain, and they Ooh. won the gold medal in Vancouver. They had a really good team that year. Well, obviously, yeah. they won gold, right? So uh, Kyle was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens in the first round and had a really good pro career. So Kyle's uh, number three. Number two is our uh, our guest for the show, Dan Hodgson. Dan was on the 84 and 85 Team Canada. Uh, the 85 team won the World Juniors, won the gold. Uh, one of the Clark was on that team, Brian Bradley. Uh, they had a really Safran Riche. So they had some some good players on that team. Yeah. And number one, number one player for the Rest Hockey Top Five players that played in the World Juniors. Is Mr. Carey Price. Uh Carey was on the 07 team when they won the gold. And he survived the shootout. Yeah, I think that was the most uh the best thing, the best part of that tournament was the shootout against the states where yeah. like Jonathan Taves and Jack Johnson went head to head in the shootouts. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, yeah. yeah. But it was mostly just Taves for T Canada. Yeah, yeah. Just the nerves of steel, that guy. That guy was Jonathan Taze's clutch, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. Every one of his, uh, you can tell he was going to score every, every time. He just knew it. Jeez. That's what you call a thousand, a thousand, uh, thousand, thousand dollar player right there. Yeah, easily. So, yeah, that's our top five. If anyone has any ideas or suggestions for a res hockey top five, shoot us an, uh, a message. And we'll uh, be more than happy to share the top five because once in a while, once in a blue moon, blue, uh, blue, I called you blue. (laughs) (laughs) Bush and I get, uh, we get stumped once in a while. We just totally draw a blank. So that's why I think Bush did his uh, top five favorite Christmas movies. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Yeah. New Year's resolutions. Uh, do you are you that type to uh, January first post uh, New Year's resolution? New Year, new me, etc. Absolutely not. No, same here. No, you just you, you just gotta go and make some good choices in life. Go with the flow. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. Right. Yes. What? Well, uh, hope for the worst, or <laughs> <laughs> hope for the worst. I mean, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. <laughs> and I'm not taking your resolutions. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, that's my New Year's resolutions. Don't take advice from Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but 
you see people still in this day and age talking about, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm, I'm going to save money. And come February, they haven't gone to the gym. They haven't saved no money. No. So I don't know. It's kind of cliche, I guess. It's kind of out of style. So just like Bush said, <laughs> expect the worst. <laughs> Hope for the worst. Hope for the worst. Jeez. So, just uh, everyone, we have a good year. Don't don't plan what you really can't can't do. We'll just yeah. at that within so, your means, man. Like yes, don't 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 plan to go on a two month European trip if you if you're if you know if you're heavily in debt. <laughs> just stuff like that. And don't go into debt trying to make these big plans. Yeah, right? that's a good one. Especially with the recession and the price of groceries going up still, up the yeah. yin-yang. Like, mm-hmm. So, and if you guys want to, never mind, I was going to say, if you guys want a dog, just don't spend $1,500, just go to a res and pick up a dog. Just go to the res, yeah. Kenora <laughs> <laughs> uh, has a rant and rave page and it's funny when a lot of people complain or rant about dogs running around in town. And then the only type of dog that run around in town is the rest dogs. I know. <laughs> Poor dogs get picked up from the the dog cops and get thrown in in the clink. So hey, at least people are uh, the dog owners are taking their dogs out of dog jail. So I guess that's a positive and a negative. Yeah. They're not being left there. So, <laughs> and it's funny. It's always the same dogs too that you see on yeah. Rat and Rave. Yeah. Dogs with no collars. And you know, when there's no collars, they're res dogs. We're not saying that dog, we're, uh, we don't like dogs or we're against dogs or anything. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Uh, merchandise. We got some new merch. We got T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, hoodies. So if you anyone is interested, shoot us a message on Facebook, yes. Twitter, Instagram, my MySpace, MySpace, High Five, High Five Bushes. Uh, his private Just page. Don't say it on his. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Jeez. Then if you want Bush's cell number, just shoot me a message and I'll forward you his number. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we got some nice hoodies. We got some nice long sleeve and t-shirts. And so we'll uh, give you a deal if you guys are interested in buying some stuff to support us because uh, Bush needs some new headphones. He's still using his gamer headphones. (laughs) So so yeah, uh, by when you support us by purchasing a sweater or a t-shirt you're uh supporting us by pick, buying new equipment so mm-hmm. or something else but it goes towards a good cause uh this past friday i was in winnipeg manitoba yes unfortunately bush wasn't uh able i was gonna say allowed wasn't allowed <laughs> he wasn't able to accompany accompany me to Winnipeg to go watch the Saskatoon Blades play the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, Winnipeg had Wacy Rabbit as an assistant coach. Uh, Wacy was on episode. Who had it? What? You said Winnipeg. Winnipeg Ice? Yes. Who had what? You said Winnipeg Ice had Wacy Rabbit. Oh, I'm sorry. Saskatoon <laughs> is coached by episode four ghost, ghost guest. <laughs> hoping for the worst man yeah he jinxed me man he jinxed me yeah wacy's an assistant coach and connor roulette who was episode three plays for the saskatoon blades and it was a good game it was two no three one no two nothing for winnipeg but saskatoon had a lot of chances and it was a good game, and I was able to meet up with Wacy after the game. I uh, wasn't able to meet up with Connor though; he had a lot of friends and family at oh, the game, yeah. so I didn't want to imagine that. Yeah, I didn't want to move to the front of the line and bother 
the the family and friends. So mm-hmm. it was just so it was just Wacy and I hanging out. So uh, it was good to catch up with him. He uh, invited us for supper when we were in Saskatoon this May. So we're gonna go over to Wacy's house and go have some supper. I wonder what he can cook. I totally forgot when we interviewed Ashley what what uh, Wacy can cook. Ah. So. But he gave us, he gave me some good news. Well, interesting news about the Freddy. His reserve, Kai and I, Braves, will be in the Freddy. Oh. So he's telling me that a lot of the players are already skating and playing in competitive leagues. So uh, he gave me one juicy tip, one juicy gossip announcement. Uh, former guest as well, Jesse Dudas, will be playing for the Braves. He's going to be playing? He's going to be nice. playing. That's awesome. That's good news to hear. Yeah, it's good to hear that after retiring from hockey due to injury that Jesse will be playing again. This guy's yeah. uh he was the best defenseman out there, I think, at the Freddy. Easily the best defenseman. Made th- he made things look so easy. He looks like Bush yeah. when he plays old timers. Just calm out there, easy. Doesn't lose the puck. So if you think... Of all the imports for Norway House, they're all will be playing for mm-hmm. the Braves. Like you got Colton, Judd, Wacy, and Jesse. Yeah. Playing on uh the Braves. That'd be and neat. So it's gonna be interesting with the Norway House. I think they're kind of pressures on them, right? Defending champs. Yeah. yeah. Who are they gonna pick up? But but you're gonna get a lot of good players that who who want to play for Norway House because they're the defending champs, right? Yeah. So plus they got the rings too. Yeah. Skyler, uh, another former guest, shot me a message and he showed um shared some pictures of their championship rings and like wow. Like mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, where can I get one? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they're the nice rings, man. It's good. It's good on these uh, these res teams that win the Freddy that they're they're getting championship rings because yeah. they de- they deserve them and, and they're nice. I would be wearing that puppy around all the time. Absolutely, just showing it off. Yeah. So good on them. Good on Norway House Bruins for uh, getting some championship rings, and I hope the future Freddy champs continue this. I guess it's a new tradition getting championship rings and. Keep it going because uh, Canoe Lake got a couple of years ago. Canoe Lake Young Guns got championship rings. Yeah. And they were really nice as well. So hopefully the winner of the 2023 Francis Saskamoose tournament gets some nice bling. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Maybe whoever wins it this year, I'm going to ask, can Bush and I get some rings? We'll pay for it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, that's awesome, though. That's awesome to see that they're really taking the pride of winning this elusive, this big tournament in the Freddy. So that's awesome. So, yeah, Freddy's going to be interesting this year. Like, yeah. Especially with the Braves playing and their imports. That's going to be a, a team to watch. Yeah. Uh, later in a couple of months or so, we'll do another Res Hockey. Top five teams to watch. Yeah. Uh, we did that last year and we got a lot of. Uh, we got some feedback. Good yes, and bad. Good and bad feedback. Yeah. Because I said Moose Factory, Moose Creek Scrappers will be a team to. Will be a team that they'll make a big splash. And sure enough, they did. You heard it. You heard it here first on Res Hockey Podcast yeah. that Moose Creek Scrappers will. We'll make a splash, and sure enough, they did. And uh, even we were talking, Racy and I we were talking about this on Friday. He said that was the hardest hit, hitting team in the ter- tournament, mm-hmm. and they thought and they were going to lose against the Scrappers when Norway House played them in the yeah. in the quarters. He, he said if it wasn't for Judd and he scored those clutch goals, that they would have lost. Yeah. Like, so it's it's good to see. So uh, I've been keeping in contact with Caden Butterfly, another former guest, and he's uh, they're they, they've been skating more than they have been last year. So which is good. Sometimes these res res teams skate once or twice 
before a big tournament, they think they're game shape ready, but now no, but no. now they know what it takes to win yeah. ready. It's gonna take more than skating two to three times before it, the the tournament starts, right? So yeah, you gotta skate all year around and you gotta play in other competitive tournaments, right? So is Wasey gonna be able to play? Depends, yeah, depends if Saskatoon depends if the, plays, I know, right? right? See, there's see, there's also just thinking about that. Like you want to see these players, certain players play, but at the same time, you you want them to have success in their in their respective junior teams. Like I would love to go see Dwayne Jr. play. I'd love to go see Connor play in that tournament. But what if there's what if their W what if their teams are still in the playoffs? Like we see, like we won't be able to watch them play again. Even uh, even you know? our guest from a couple of weeks ago, Ter- uh, Kerry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, it'd be good to see him play for Aquasasne, but we want him and the area otters to play and make it far in the playoffs. And Saskatoon's yeah. rated in the, t- in the top 10 out of the Canadian Hockey League teams. I think yeah. they're rated like seventh in the country. So it's 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 going to be tough to say, right? When it comes May, yeah. like we would love to watch Connor Roulette play in the yeah, Freddy, I'm too, for sure. So, but but uh, I would rather, yeah, like you said, I'd rather have them play for their club teams and their league teams rather than their community teams. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said last year, res tournaments will always be there. Just yeah, enjoy your time playing junior and t- enjoy your time playing with your buddies and play these res tourneys once your hockey career is done. So, yep. Or if you're in your off season, don't rush. Especially for your junior age kids, uh, midget triple A kids, have fun with your team and during your season, then worry about once your season is done, then think about playing in these res tourneys. Because yeah. these res tourneys, there's no rush for you guys. They will always be there. You will always get your phone will ring or text message to be asked to play down the road. So don't rush it. Enjoy having fun. Playing yeah. junior and midget triple A and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, anything else before we uh, head her out? Um, prepare for the worst. Hope for the best. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just jinxed me. Hope for uh, the worst. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Um, tune in to watch. Um, Good game no more night, Canada US. That's Wednesday, isn't it? I think it's tune Wednesday. In, night. Tune in Wednesday night. Yeah, tune in Wednesday. Know, do, do they get a break? I'm do sure they get a break get a now one day, or one day break. So semis is on Wednesday, then the finals would be on Yeah, Wednesdays are the semis are the finals. Yeah, right there. 1:30 and at 5:30. So Canada obviously Canada will play at 5:30 yeah, for, for the team, host right? tournament, yeah. Host team. Who's in the other uh, semi? It'd be Finland and Czech Republic. Czech Republic, yeah. They beat Switzerland 9-1. So I go with Finland and Canada in the finals. You mean, you mean Sweden and Czech? Oh, I mean, yes, yeah, sorry. Sweden Sweden over to Czech, then Canada over to U.S., and Canada yeah. beating Sweden. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Again, yep, just like last year. So... Uh, with that being said, thanks yeah. for uh, joining us for another week. Thanks for joining us the first episode in 2023. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you guys have any ideas or topics you guys want us to discuss, shoot us a message. If you guys know of anyone that wants to be on the show, like uh, any guests, give us a recommendation. Or if you want yeah. to be because of the week, shoot us a message. Don't be shy, guys. So Don't be shy. Um. Oh, hey, before we go, you know that one picture I took when we were at the Freddie at that Norway house game? And yeah, yeah. The lady, did you see the message that she messaged us? I think it's, oh yeah, I was that, was was that? I'm the auntie in the picture. Oh, let me smoke. So who is it? I can't remember her name. She's, uh, let me look. <laughs> I was surprised when she messaged. I know. Her name is Zell Halcro. Zell Castle. Zell, Zell Castle Halcro. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, I am that deadly auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So thanks, Zell, for being a good sport. I, re- 
I mean, when I make these these memes, I don't mean to pick on anyone or offend anyone. It's all in good spirits and good laughs. Like, we love to laugh. Indigenous yeah. people love to laugh. We love to joke around and share. And when I make these memes, I don't tend to offend anyone or piss anyone off. It's just to share laughter, to share share jokes, because we love to laugh and joke. So it's all in good heart and good laughs. So thanks for being a good sport. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoy making those. They're, they're funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, uh, we'll keep them coming and we'll keep making them as long as uh, people are still having a good time and laughing and loving them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, thanks for joining us and uh, everyone have a good week. Have a good, safe week. And we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Peace. Peace out.